0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com.
1: Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast with me, your host, Terence Ford. Tonight, I'm joined by Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley as we look back to the penalty defeat to Bournemouth at the Vitality Stadium and ahead to our trip to Old Trafford where we look to repeat last season's heroics in the league.
0: only via app out participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com
1: yes welcome everyone to the back in an s preview podcast um albert you you you're in the squad are you excited Would
3: you like to explain what was going on there <laughs>
1: <laughs> well um Last week, apparently, my intro is way too hype and full of energy, and I woke the baby up, and the missus was not happy. So um, she said something about um, like know, pissing in my breakfast um, if I carried on doing it. So um, I've had to tone it tone it down a bit. Um,
3: it was it was like, like a, a it was like a, a late night late night LBC intense chat show it sort was. of tone you brought there.
1: Yeah. Well. It, um, Matches my new moustache, uh, which, Heskif, you, you're a big fan of, it's apparently.
2: Very, like, you sent us a picture. For, for anyone listening who hasn't seen it, I don't know why they wouldn't have seen it. You haven't put it on the internet, have you? Uh,
1: only on my private Instagram. I, maybe I'll share it on the back of NS1 after this. Basically,
2: Terry's shaved off his beard and now has a big handlebar moustache. And I saw it, and my reaction was shouting yes loudly because it looked great, and I said that in the chat, and I instantly was like, well, it, it looks really sarcastic, and instant. if I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, that is fucking wicked, man, be like, well, does yeah. it? it actually does. Yeah. So I... it started
1: off as a full handlebar, like, all the way down, but um, it, Linda, my wife, has made me scared it back, so now it's actually just up past my lips. It's just a regular moustache now.
3: I, I struggle to grow a moustache. I'm pretty good everywhere else on the face. We won't talk about the head. Uh, but I do, I do struggle to grow a moustache like that. Uh, but then I saw your picture, and I was like, eh, "I think I'm all right." <laughs> Have you seen dodgeball? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very Ben Stiller in dodgeball.
1: Great. That's exactly what I was aiming for.
3: No pun intended.
1: <laughs> Nothing gets by you, does it, Albert? Nothing gets by you. Not much. Um, uh, right, this week we're going to start with, um, I don't know why I'm laughing, Neil, Neil Warnock's come down with COVID-19, which, um, Albert, the, the question has finally been answered, hasn't it?
3: <laughs> I can't believe you're, you're, I felt bad for posting that. I basically suggested, you know, he's always talking about, this is his last job in football and maybe <laughs> that, that's come home to roost. <laughs> And now I've said um, it out th- loud. It's a bit awful, isn't it? It is awful. Is he? Is he got it? Because like, you know, there's people who get it, and then there's people who like get it, and it's bad. Is he? Do we know what condition Neil Warnock's in?
1: No, like obviously we don't want it to be a bad condition, oh, and I hopefully got, just I love got Neil the. Warnock. Yeah, and um, you, you wouldn't want your last job to be Middlesbrough either, would you? You want it to be somewhere slightly more glamorous.
2: I was going to say the news raised some eyebrows, but he doesn't have any.
1: So, Yeah, just lots of pictures of that meme going round of him holding his head after they lost to Cardiff, lost to Chelsea a couple of seasons back. Um, but yeah, of course, we hope that Neil Warner gets better soon and basically you know, he just brought it up so Albert could talk about last job in football. You terrible, terrible man. Uh, news has also come out today that Nathaniel Klein uh, is training with Crystal Palace in the hopes that he can earn a contract with the club. Uh, Heskiff, nostalgia aside, is this a good move or what do you think? I don't
2: think it's a good move. I think I'm the only person who doesn't think it's a good move going by the WhatsApp group, the Twitter, BBS, all that. I just think, you know, if, if I was to say we're going to sign a player who's played 20 games in the last three years and the last time we saw him, his team let him five goals against Palace... Like, letting in two goals against Palace means you're shit. So letting in five goals against Palace is not great. Um <laughs> You know, if I was to say that without then saying, oh, he used to play for Palace, you know, he, he come from the youth team, you'd be like, well, what are we doing? And I get, you know, it's nice nostalgia or whatever. Like, I've got no problem with him training with us whatsoever. That's fine. But, like, we, I don't think we need him. Uh I don't know if he's any good anymore. I think probably not he's not going to be in any decent shape you know if we're getting him as cover until Ferguson's back how, how long until Klein is in good shape I would suggest it's probably going to be even longer uh, um, so like I loved him when he was at Palace I thought he was great but I don't see the point in bringing him in
3: uh, at all he's only played yeah. 20 games more than me in the last three <laughs> years
1: um now flip side to that he does bring a lot of experience with him obviously knows palace and south london well and enough to be that famous tweet of fuck off Millwall, south london is ours forever in the history books doesn't delete it either but you know england caps a lot of which came under royal hodgson as well plays played for liverpool can he bring that sort of experience and help the likes of ferguson and mitchell were coming through albert
3: i'm sure he could um how vital it is to their development again it's one of those if, if he's going to sign on a, a relatively modest fee you know for a, a weekly wage then yeah maybe it's not a bad a bad sign and especially with our luck at the back in terms of injuries um <laughs> you know we have a lot of options there but about a third of those options are always unavailable um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be adverse to it if if it was just for a like I say a modest weekly wage. Um, again, I, I'm a bit like Hesketh. I can't say I've. The last time I saw him play was against us, and yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great performance. He's you know, Bournemouth didn't really utilise him that much. So you sort of do think, you know, what what is he going to bring to bring to our squad apart from potentially a, a little bit of extra depth and you know if we have if we have injuries coming back in defense you know we don't necessarily need that depth but everybody loves a sort of everybody loves a you know a prodigal son returning don't they so I can, I can see why people are excited yeah
1: uh, well one prodigal son will be returning probably for as long as it takes him to sign his name on a different contract and that's Alexander Surlot who <laughs> appears now to be on his way to Leipzig uh We're going to make money on him, which is a good thing, and it's going to free up a lot of money now. In terms of, we won't. I mean, we won't dwell on Soloff. I can't be bothered to talk about it in depth. It's it's been done to death in the recent weeks. So, how um, much
3: money are we going to make on it? Because there seems to be so many different stories about no we're only getting five million from Trabs Bonson's Bosons and they're getting all the other money like do we notice it is there anywhere definitive that we know what we are going to get out of it I mean we paid what 11 for him
1: Uh, yeah I think I think in total we've ended up paying around 13 million for him because I think I think what's happened is see now I'm talking about it I think what's happened is all the bonuses that were in his contract when signing from Palace. So add-ons for, to go to, who did he sign from? Mitliad. Mitliad. Who? Mitterland, they're called on. Mitterland. Okay, Mm -hmm. Mitterland. There you go. So Mitterland. I'm like like Paul Merson here. Uh, Um, I think he triggered all those goal bonuses at Tradsbond Sport. So we still had to pay, we had to pay out those bonuses. So in the end we've ended up paying just over 13 mil for him, but we're still going to make money on him. And we've made loan fees out of him from loaning him to Tradsbond Sport and saved wages in that time as well. So we are going to come out on the, on the positive side and effectively this will be able to fund either buying Ben Rama from Brentford or Brewster from Liverpool. Uh, then nat- Naturally, everyone's comparing which one would you prefer. So I'll ask you the question, Heskiv, who, who who would you fancy more out of the two?
2: Oh, I, I actually saw a poll like this on Twitter earlier and I voted Ben Rama. But I guess if you look at what the squad needs long term, we need a striker that's not a loan signing, probably. And I think Brewster's yeah. really good. I mean, I've seen him when he was at Swansea, and he looked pretty good. He looked. He's less lightweight than he looks, from what I saw. Uh, I just saw Ben Rama is just a really exciting player, isn't he? You know, we were, we were talking about how exciting Eze is, uh, and you know, the idea of a team with him, Eze, and Wilfin is pretty mouthwatering. So, uh, I'll take either to be honest, because I think we need another forward player. Uh, but I would probably lean towards Ben Rama.
1: Yeah, I think the, both of them are a risk in their own ways, right? So Ben Rama's got, you know, a, a bit like a unproven in the Premier League, and Brewster's very, very young and still got a lot to prove anywhere. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting either or. I, I, I think we'd probably go for Ben Rama at this stage, but Brewster uh, Brewster's definitely been on the radar for a long time, and it would be a permanent move as well going after Brewster. We, we'd be trying to buy him. And I think if Liverpool sign Ishmael Assar, which has been reported today that they've come to, that you know, they're getting close on the fees, agreed with... um, Who does he play for again, Albert? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, so, you know, it it could... One of those could come in, and it's good that we're able to fund that now through uh, what we initially thought was going to be a write-off of 13, well, 9 to 13 million on Soorlop based on his early performances for Palace. So at least it's ended up working working out well for us. And if the money ends up aiding a transfer... in Ben Rama, Bruce, that ends up being really successful long-term, then, um, you know, maybe people have to take some, some words back about what they said about Dougie Friedman scouting. Right. We're going to talk about season tickets next, but I'm going to have to open my beer for this one. Um, just, just a tappy pills this week is what it's called by, um, a brewery in Cheltenham called, uh, called daya. It's a, a Chris hoppy lager with bready malt character and a long bit of finish. We utilize fresh sapphire and Hersbrucker hops for snappy, noble German hop character and on a time, tradition and patience to create a beautiful, clean pills.
3: Long bit of finish. Sounds like my ex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I thought, uh, you know, my uh, my moustache was. <laughs> it was inspired by a friend of mine who visited who lives in Berlin now and he has a mustache, which is, you know, not very popular in Berlin, so that's where it's come from. So there you go. Right, season tickets. power, have you renewed yours, Heskiff? I have, yeah. And Albert? No. 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 You're deferring yours, aren't you? Uh
3: well, I'd like to, but I don't think I'm allowed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh do you not want to get that, that in case I use it as evidence against you
3: well listen I'm happy to give it a go I, to be honest I, I'm still I still haven't got my refund back from last season such as as my attention has been not on football and tickets yeah. and stuff I'm...
1: Some, yeah I, I, one of my family members is in the same boat and a lot of people have a lot of people I know have had their refunds back so something's clearly broken down in the protest there
3: Oh, I never asked for it. I just, oh. have, I just never selected one of the options when they sent out the what do you want to do with your, with your leftover money from last season. So was there a
1: def- Was there not a default? Did it not default to uh, like give you a refund, or default to the academy, or?
3: Oh, I've have, no, have no idea. I just congratulations,
1: see, just... Albert Curley, for <laughs> academy founder member.
3: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh surely surely they'd have they'd have to get approval to just take my money and pump it into a a project that we might not see for 20 years um yeah so so, so, and all i've been seeing is how you know i'd like to ring up and say you owe me whatever it is is it 100 quid or something that we're all owed from last year Yeah,
1: 120 something yeah 124 or something
3: knock that off a deferral for next season and then we'll talk but i just i just see all the 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 hassle of people trying to get through to the box office and i'm a busy man terrence as you know and mm. i just haven't got around to it but um it, just in in terms of the principle of the just just the renewing i think is i think it's ridiculous and it's well documented that a lot of people aren't happy with it mm-hmm. i think it's yeah. um it's it's bad form to ask people for you know five six hundred quid given what's happened in the last few months for something that that you know i know that it's all very well saying i will give you money back if you don't get to use it but you know why take the money in the first place Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah. absolutely right and of course the hf have come out today and um talked about it with saying the fan base is rightly angry about the season ticket situation as supporters our loyalty is unquestionable And in the recent past, our direct financial support and actions have twice helped sustain the club through its darkest hours of administration. This is a time of uncertainty where many Palace supporters have lost their jobs or face other financial hardships. To ask the fan base to pay retainers to keep seats and to use third-party credit checks to turn away loyal fans both penalises and takes advantage of that loyalty. We back the good work from FPIP on this issue and call on the club to rethink their proposal immediately and refund those who have already made payments. Wolves have frozen season tickets until next year and will operate match tickets on an individual ballot system. We call on Palace to do the same. As a group, we will be taking a stand and will not be paying the retainer. We will fight for the rights of all fellow supporters who choose to do the same. In times of uncertainty and financial struggles, a community comes together to support one another. It's now time for the club to show, the club to support that community and respect the loyalty the fans have shown. God, I got almost all the way through that without stuttering, (laughs) but last paragraph. So that's obviously come out on Thursday, the seventeenth of September. But now this has shortly been followed by the club have actually come out with their stance after uh, at five pm on the seventeenth. They had a. A Zoom meeting with the Crystal Palace Supporters Trust um, and the club referred to the unprecedented times and the financial commitments being made in terms of the academy, the newsstand, which is awaiting mayor's approval and player purchases, the lack of match day and advanced season ticket income and the effects on TV monies. The Trust referred to its open email to the club regarding the recent arrangements for sale of season tickets. In the email, the Trust urged the club to make certain changes as soon as possible. Briefly, these were to extend the deadline for renewal of tickets until the end of the month, to extend the defer to twenty one twenty two option to everyone, to provide partial refunds for matches not attended within 14 days and to reintroduce a direct debit option for those fans who are unable to pay up front. The club acknowledged the points made in support of these proposals but had decided not to to change the current position in any way. It indicated that the deadline has already been extended and the deferral option was now to over 65s. A further week would be given for save your seat but no other alterations were envisaged. At the end of the period, others would be invited to apply for season tickets and movement of seats may be possible. It was confirmed that as of the time of the meeting, 12,000 season tickets had been renewed and 1,000 deferrals applied for. In respect of deferrals, the box office would contact those who had applied and ask for a note of the situation dealing with them on a case-by-case basis. This would not act in a they would not act in a draconian way, and any fan whose case was rejected would receive a refund. The only other change was a commitment to review the financial, the finance arrangements for those paying in installments at the end of the season. Details of arrangements for reduced capacity games would follow central government and ruling bodies' advice, but specific guidance relating to Sellers Park could not yet be provided. So it's an answer there for you, Albert, in terms of you'll get a refund if you apply for a deferral, but if you, if it was to be rejected. Um, so Heskiff, I mean, you've you've read this in advance. This came from the BBS and was by SW16, Gell, on there, who's a member of the Supporters' Trust. Uh, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, it well, it's really disappointing. I mean, like I said, I've renewed, um, but I'm in a very like fortunate position where I'm able to afford the renewal, um, despite the, the the pandemic and all that, you know, I know people have been furloughed and obviously the last six, seven months, whatever it is, has been really difficult for a lot of people. And, and I think to, to ask people to pay that upfront where there's no guarantee you'll get to go to any game. And like Albert said, Oh, you get it back at the end of the season. Yeah. But you still, you have to go without it for a year. Um, I, think, I mean, I think that's really bad. I think the club have handled it really, really badly. Um, and the reason I renewed was, like, I didn't want to lose my seat, you know? I want to I want to go to Palace games. I want to see them. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford to do that. But there are loads and loads of people who can't. And I completely understand the people who also, on principle, don't renew. Um, and I think with, with what FYP have done is really good and they haven't just sort of kicked off. They've given, like good, well-thought-out pieces and responses, um, as I'm sure they're trusted in this Zoom meeting. And it just seems like the club are like, look, we're going to do it, so tough shit, get on with it, or don't renew and someone else will have it. Probably in the hope that, I guess, year on year, people drop off the season ticket list and new people jump on. Um, But it will be interesting to see the uptake once the, once the deadlines pass because they said 12,000 have renewed and I think we had 18,000 last year. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether the drop-off continues because people new people won't come in. Uh, mm. But it just feels like the pub just sort of being stubborn and I know it's unprecedented times and all that, but Arsenal have done it differently. Wolves have. I think even West Ham are doing a renewal, uh, sorry, a, a refund within like 14 days if you don't get a ticket. And West Ham are run like shit, so it's really disappointing. And, and I think their stance today is just compounds it. To be honest,
1: yeah. So uh, Albert, that's obviously the first time you were hearing that. So in terms of your specific situation, you, how does it make you feel about having a pop? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, listen, I think it's 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 a tough one for me because you know, I'm a bit like Sam. If I if I really if I really wanted to, I, I could I could justify the spend. But in I, I just I think it's absolutely you know, imagine get imagine getting a you know, getting an email from fucking Sainsbury's or whatever, you know, saying, I'll give us give us six hundred quid uh for some shopping that you might not get on a week by week basis. And I'll tell you what, if we don't if we don't actually provide you anything, we'll give you the money back you know next year i mean you, you would you'd think that was a scam um and the only reason it washes coming from a football club is that it's playing on your you know your loyalties your whatever you want to call it your, your, your the passion for the club you, you know your allegiances, the fact that it is a small ground and you know i'm i mean it, it's a bit of a gamble but i'm i'm happy to let my season ticket go even if I, if you know if i don't get a deferral happy to let it go and you know if i was on the flip side of this if i was on the the waiting list i again it's just me personally I, I i don't know how much of an uptake there would be from people who wanna yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pay 600 quid not to go having not been there before or not been in that position before like you know i know it's not quite as straightforward as that but i just i just think it's you know like i say they're they're, they're preying on your loyalties and your passion i mean i've had my well, obviously, been going for years, but I've had my season ticket for twelve seasons, and it's just it just feels like a bit of a stretch too far. And you know, it's not just me; I'd have to renew for my boy as well. And I just think it just it just leaves a bit of taste. You know, I know the club are going out of their way to try and sign players this season, actually spend some money, and you know, it looks like the squad we're putting together is decent. But you know, at the same time, you can't you just can't be asking people for whatever it is six hundred quid for for, for a, a guarantee of almost nothing and, and in the hope that you might get that money back at the end of the season. Um, I think they've
1: yeah. a bit poorly. Yeah, I forever the cynic that I always am, um, there's part of me that thinks, and I've seen a few people talk about it as well, so I know I'm not the only person thinking this way, but seeing it as a way of cleansing the fan base a little bit in terms of, what will happen is as as we go forward within the coming seasons, they'll have to hike the season ticket price because they can't stick with it anymore because we've will end up losing out on the best part of two seasons worth of revenue by the end by the time this is probably all done and we get people back into stadiums. So we're gonna they're gonna end up having to hike the price. And if you hike the price to the current set of fans, there's gonna be a big kickoff as we all know here as it's going, where now they can you know, they've got 6,000 new fans incoming who it'll be the first time that they're paying this price for the season ticket or whatever, you know, so it'll be people who are a lot more happy to pay that price. And then you've got a new group of fans coming in who that then you can hike the price every season, you can do an increase every season because that's what other clubs do and it can just be perceived as a normal and. You know, you're slowly getting more affluent fans in, in that sense, who are prepared to pay a lot, a lot more money to watch Premier League football. Uh, where we're all obviously stuck in the, you know, in in all of our brains. Any anyone who's been a Palace supporter for a short amount of time and above, we're we're a Championship club in our brains, right? We're not we're not a top flight club still. So, I don't know. We we feel like you know, working class area could be in a Championship any season. You know, our season ticket prices should be hovering around the same price that we pay for them now so um i hope that's not the case as i say that's that's very cynical of me <laughs> but um you know uh, look at the transfer policies this season we know there is some forward thinking from the club so hopefully they're you know, not you've been using that forward thinking in um in naughty ways but we will we will see how that pans out eventually i guess but it's gonna it's gonna take a little while um well, I will finish on the note is beer is lovely. So <laughs> let's move on from season tickets and get on to talking about Bournemouth. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50
0: off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com back of the nest sponsored by pitch sports time videos choose your match day squad post match ratings and much more available to download on the app store and google play pitch dmm.com
1: <laughs> now and f- we got more moans about money albert Ten quid to watch it.
3: Yeah, I didn't pay that either. <laughs> I deferred. Yeah, I, I deferred. I, do you know what? I gave him. I gave him a tenner. I said, you know what? Don't don't <laughs> give me the stream for the Bournemouth game. But maybe in a year's time, there might be something that I need and i'll I'll come and i'll I'll come and get it then
1: yeah and there's gonna be a time when i'm at work late at night and i'm gonna need three cans of carabao to get me through (laughs) (laughs) is it an energy drink i think it's an energy drink isn't it
3: i'll I'll be honest i've never i've never seen it anywhere apart from mentioned in the terms of that competition or in the advertising hoardings in games in that competition (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Heskiff Sorry, did you watch it?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I knew it was going to be shit. Yeah. Because it's dice round or whatever second. Round because you think
3: everything's always going to be shit. True,
2: but here comes the positive bit. It Hang was on. worth the ten pounds when I saw Wayne Hennessey absolutely annihilate that penalty. And like, I wasn't <laughs> even joking when I texted you. Like, I was like, that's that legitimately
1: has made it worthwhile. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm not saying Heskiff sees everything as bad, but when you talk about the Brighton playoff semi-final, all he says is that Johnny Williams should have hit the target. Yeah. So, um...
3: He is right there.
1: <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I watched it. I wasn't going to watch it until I saw Batshuayi and Eze were both starting. So I thought... Um...
2: yeah same. It was
1: exciting. Mac- Max Meyer in the middle as well. It was all kind of like, oh, right, let's see, let's see how this goes and Heskiff, it quite plainly, it was a dreadful performance. Oh, it was
2: rubbish. It's bit, like, I thought there'd be goals in it because I saw our back line. Uh, there was. There was 21 goals. Uh, <laughs> just all at the <laughs> end. That, that was the ironic thing. It was like, I've just watched 90 minutes where it looked like we couldn't hit a fucking Play, Yeah,
1: Play for another 90 minutes, they wouldn't have scored. Yeah,
2: and then we have a penalty and it you know, yeah, it's like 22 well no, 20 goals in a row. Um, yeah, it was rubbish. I mean, you know, watching some of the players was interesting. I had high hopes for some of them and they didn't do much. I thought Kirby was really bad, actually, which was a shame. Uh, I enjoyed watching Yaroslav Yak, who yeah. apparently assigned a one year contract extension, which is great. Um, just because there were points where you could tell the players did not want to pass him the ball, especially in the attack. The-
1: po- points? Jordan you just ignored him constantly. He'd look over his shoulder at him and just like, you could, it was almost like he was visibly shaking his head, just being like, nah, bro. Yeah,
2: I can see there's four opposition players in front of me, but there was a couple of times when Maya had it and he was like looking busy on the ball and he looked up, saw Jack, and literally just like turned his back on the other way. Um but- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was just boring. It was just boring. I, I was hoping Eze and um, and uh, Y would would turn it on a bit, but it was only really when Andros came on that we sort of pushed hmm. the ball a bit. Was Maya shit? Oh, uh, he wasn't shit, but he he didn't. It, they're, they're, these are the sort of games where because I've been backing him for two years solid, I'm like, right, he should he should like hammer this game, and he just doesn't. And it was just a bit disappointing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, yes, yes, and no. I'm I'm kind of with you in that camp where I've really wanted Max Meyer to be a success, and it just clearly hasn't happened to the extent that you know I'm now down to thinking he's a one-trick pony in very specific circumstances. What is as that in, trick? When we're one-nil down at home, he can come on and look really, really good, but we still lose one-nil anyway.
3: <laughs> what and what a trick!
1: <laughs> what a trick? But um, yeah, I mean, but you know, in the times where he really He's been given chances which are few and far between in the middle. He's he's never taken them, but you know, in this circumstance, it's a very physical fit midfield from Bournemouth. And Luka Milivojevic is always going missing in a two in the middle of the park ever since Kabay left. When him and Kabay were together, Kabay did all his donkey work for him whilst also outpassing him and just looking like the world class
3: midfielder that he was. Do you remember and, those people you know, that didn't like Kabay? Yeah, well. Can no. you remember that? Remember those
2: yeah. people? Yeah. And we uh, like, I, thankfully I think we all called them insane at the time as well.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um probably still get in our midfield now, to be honest. But <laughs> you know, so playing with Luka in a two is not ideal either. But um I mean, for the amount of money it's reported that we're pay, paying Max Meyer, it's it's a failed experiment, I think, and we've got to be trying to move him on move him on. Uh, I, I think he looks okay when he's played in the left of a four-four-two in preseason, but you know against not great opposition. And yeah, I just uh, with with clearly signing other players now to fill those areas. Gyro's definitely moved above him in the pecking order. I, I just don't see how he's ever going to get in anymore. So I think it's something that will probably come to an end if if not in this transfer window, probably within the next you know within either the winter one or when we get back to next season,
3: I can't see it going on. Send him on loan to Trabsman's Ball and see what happens.
1: <laughs> Gets 32 assists in Coaching. one season. Or setting up better. Haven't they signed Bennett Kofobi to replace Soylot? So just assisting a phoby all game long.
0: Big shoes I mean, that still.
1: would... Uh, that's the yardstick, isn't it? If a phobie goes there and bangs in 30 goals, then we know it's all a <laughs> it's <all a> fast. <laughs> um, right, so then let's talk about the penalty shootout then. So we scored 10 in a row. It gets the goalkeepers. Now, Hennessy, really good save from uh, Begovic, but he should have probably saved a couple in, in the shootout. There was one particular one, Heskif, where he seemed to slap it into the goal.
2: Oh, yeah, it was, I think it was Dan Gosling scored. There was a couple where he, he went the right way, and seemed to like. I like it seemed like harder to not save it, but they went yes. in sort of in the corner. But that Dan Gosling one, I thought he t- like I sort of cheered because I thought he saved it. He definitely got a hand to it, and then it went in. And you're like, yeah. if you're getting your hand to it, that ball should be out. Yeah, it mean, was like a lot of stronger
1: hand. He got to it as well. He got a big strong hand to it, but it seemed to somehow spin off backwards. Oh, it was very bizarre.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that was great. And then, and then, I mean, the save for Begovic was, was decent. But I remember saying, when Begovic was stepping up, I said, to, I said to Vanessa when we were watching it, I was like, goalie should just punt it because you take fucking goal kicks, or punt it and you're not getting saved. And Wayne yeah. saves it. I'm like, bloody hell. All right, good. All you got to do is punt it down the middle, Wayne. And it was like his best goal kick of the game. But it was a penalty. <laughs> like, a lot of his goal kicks were really shit in that game and didn't really even get to the halfway line, which is weird for him but then he just reverted to type at the one time he shouldn't be reverting to type and like hoofed it over the, over the roof.
1: Yeah. There was, um, <laughs> a still, a still image of the ball, you know, some 15 yards over the crossbar it looks like. And, um, I saw a great tweet. I can't remember what account it was from. It was a great tweet saying, referring back to the whole, um, you know the, the Nazi gate was when he it was saying, "I know the still image may look like I'm converting a trifle." Wow, it's was very 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 good. But, but I um... don't
3: even know what rugby is. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: exactly, <laughs> but he's very
2: he's very keen to learn.
1: He's, he's desperate to learn. Desperate, he's desperate to learn who the Nazis are. So there you go. But yeah, so. And then I did say, see so someone also tweet, fair play to Hennessy. He saw the opportunity to rattle the fan base even more and he took it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly Patrick O'Connor of the back of the Ness Parish. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, with uh, Luka Milivojevic, Mr. Mister Deciding Penalty, Begovic saving it, going the same way that he did for the first penalty. And we've probably dodged a bullet of getting thumped 8-0 by Man City in the next round. Is it? Uh, what's his name Pep Guardiola hasn't even lost a league cup match yet as he? he's won it every season he's been there so um it's not like they don't it's not like they going to put out a weak team and not take it seriously it's obviously a trophy he wants to win so yeah there you go uh so windball move into Manchester United if it will be their first game of the season uh does anyone know why why they haven't played a game what what was the postponements for
2: i was going to ask this cuz I saw that their game was postponed, but then they played a friendly that day and it was against Villa, who were also a Premier League team. So I don't know why they didn't just play their Premier League game.
1: Yeah, I'm just like scrolling through. There's Europa League fixtures tonight, so I don't know if it's got something to do with that. But I mean, Did May United qualify for Tottenham, the Champions League? Played, I can't Tottenham remember. Normally.
2: Tottenham played their game.
1: Yeah, oh yeah they did. They they've won in the Europa League tonight. Okay, yeah. so so I
2: do not I d I don't I don't know why why they didn't, but um I don't should've think
1: should have probably done some research. Shouldn't we?
2: But I don't think it's gonna make that much difference. I think they're probably gonna be quite good this year. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, alright we say, you know, it's technically their first game of the season, but you know. I, they're, they're better than us, aren't they? So I don't think it'll
1: cause them too many problems. Well, yeah, I think um, the signing of Bruno Fernandes has really changed them. They, since he's come in, they've looked like a much better unit. It's got Pogba playing as well. And, you know, the pace of Martial and Rushford, it happened at Sellers didn't it? They, you know, when the moments where they got it right against us in that, was it, what, what did we lose that game? 2 0. Yeah, it was yeah. two 0 Yeah, when they got it right in those games, they look in that game they look very, very good. So um, it's definitely, definitely going to be a tough afternoon. A far tougher afternoon than it was last season, all that time ago, August last year. When, um, well, it, it was so long ago that, that you know that was the day we found out we were pregnant. So we <laughs> we've had a baby since then, who's now almost six months old. So it was, it was an age ago. But it was only the you know this time last season, crazy times. But. Uh, Albert your wife is famously a Manchester United fan.
3: Famously
1: <laughs> famously uh ha- how's how's tensions in the house at the moment?
3: Yeah, not too bad. It's it's Saturday night, isn't it? It's like Saturday.
1: 5 5:30 Saturday, yep.
3: Yeah, so that will be on in the house. Um you know, as you guys know it is my birthday this weekend. So it would be nice if that wasn't ruined in terms of A losing at the football and B having to have a rule of six lunch on Sunday with my Manchester United supporting wife and family. So you know I've (laughs) got is the only
2: way you can move the bubble to who's in there.
3: And so you can just say sorry, there's six I'm thinking of just self isolating. If if it come come like quarter to eight on Saturday night, if if it doesn't go our way, I'm I think I might get a temperature and a (laughs) no, got symptoms.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how how does it go take us back to last year when we won at Old Trafford? What, what's the, is there a forfeit for the team that loses? or Not a radio-friendly a... one. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So this year it will be the strap-on coming out then, will it?
3: <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Um, it lives well. No, in, um, listen, I say, is there, the is is there normally a four? No, there's not because why would I offer that up? Because we've never beaten them up until last year, so it kind of <laughs> you, you're gonna have, to, have to
1: work harder for that, my, my love.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I <I'll laughs> try not to mention it, you know. I hope that she hasn't realized that it's that weekend and I can just check my phone or whatever. It's an easy one, one
2: you just have to say, if, if you lose the bet, you'll shave
3: your head. <laughs> What, what, what? but why because that means I'll be doing it which is fine because I do it anyway yeah that's a joke, you haven't got any head oh I see, I'm, I'm. to be honest I was a bit flustered because I, I, I was half expecting you not to say head at the end of that sentence <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh dearie me um, right so th- there's been a lot of pictures as usual of the final training session or this training session this week and Benteke is in the pictures. Um, What's he doing up. <laughs> He's got a big smile on his face. Uh, still, He's still getting paid 100 grand a week, no goals.
3: Uh, but, I'd be smiling as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm still a week later. I'm still laughing at that stat that uh, Batshuayi scored more goals for Palace in the last three years <laughs> than Benteke has. Oh, my
3: God. Oh,
1: my yeah. God. But um, now this might be a controversial thing to say, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to get abuse of this, but oh, Heskif, after Batshuayi and Eze, both of them having you know a five-yard first touch on <laughs> on Tuesday night against Bournemouth, uh, can you see him getting a chance of getting into the side?
2: Benteke. Mm. Uh, I think he'll be on the bench. I reckon Roy will probably go back to the team that played against Southampton. Mm. Possibly with the exception of Luca coming in. Because we haven't really heard about Jairo, have we? I mean, he was injured, but I heard it wasn't serious. But I assume like tough shit on him now because Roy's got his favourites back. Uh, <laughs> I, but I, I reckon, I reckon he'll go back to the eleven that started against uh, against Southampton. But then you know he'd have good options off the bench. Wouldn't he? I mean, Batchway, Eze, and Bentake off the bench is pretty good.
1: Yeah, the bet, it's obviously looking a lot stronger now. And apparently, although they're not in the pictures, um, I've heard through the grapevine that all of the ones that are out injured longer term are all back in light training now. So your Tompkins, Tompkins, uh, PVA, Ferguson, and there's one other player who's also in light training who I can't remember. Oh, uh, okay. Cahill, Gary Cahill. No, Sacco Sacco came on against Bournemouth and took a glorious penalty against Bournemouth, curled it into the top corner. It was almost as good as Martin Kelly's who who thumped a Thunderbolt into the top corner as well. Take
3: my £10.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was... Well, I'd say the penalty shootout was worth the £10, but it was free to air on Sky Sports News when it went to penalties. (laughs) So so the best part of the game, you didn't have to pay the money for anyway. So... But there you go. So yeah, so the squad is starting to get back. And uh, I mean, the commentator even on the um, the stream for the Bournemouth game was talking about, you know, how many injuries we've had for the last couple of seasons and how unfortunate it has been for us. Um, and I think everyone is playing for us to see that. So hopefully, we'll start to get some players back and he'll have an entire squad to pick from for the entire season and we can see what goes on with that. But Hmm. So looking ahead, Hesketh, you've said you think it will be the same lineup. Albert, if he's fit to play, do you think Gyro will keep his place that he seemed to have claimed in pre-season, or are you on similar wavelength with Hesketh and think it's tough titty?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I haven't heard the term tough titty for quite a while. Haven't <laughs> seen any. Um, uh, yeah, I think if you look
1: in the mirror every day, mate.
3: Hey, steady. Um, I think, yeah, Luca. Luca's probably the most likely to come in. You know, as much as I'd like to see Gyro get a, a proper run in the middle of the park, I think, you know, we we all know Roy Hodgson. He doesn't do anything that crazy. <laughs>
1: uh, if only we had someone who could do a wonderful Roy Hodgson impression on this show.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, so... Predictions, then what do we think the score is going to be? Heskiff. Uh,
2: um let's be positive 2 0 Manu
1: <laughs> and Albert.
3: Uh, I'm going to be mildly less negative and go 2 1 United.
1: Yeah, I I think we're going to lose three one, uh, which doesn't bode well for us because obviously I got the prediction, I didn't get it right, but I was the only one who predicted a win, <laughs> so, so hopefully I'm not, I haven't got any sort of form, but there you go, it's it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really tough game. I think Man United are probably in a position where they're going to be looking towards getting back into the top four um, and maybe even looking a little bit higher than that. So, yeah, it's a tough, tough game. And hopefully we'll just catch them cold being their first game of the season. And we can repeat the result from last season where we won 2-1, beating them there in the league for the first time in many, many a moon. Let's hope we don't have to wait that long again. Right, that's pretty much it Next week, it is Everton. We've got Everton coming to Selhurst Park. Uh, they had a very good start, beating Spurs one 0 at the New White Hart Lane, and looks very, very good in doing so. Very, very comfortable, and obviously they've, as they do most pre-seasons, they won pre-season in terms of the transfer window. But it always seems to go wrong for them. But a very very promising start for them just a shame we won't get to see James Rodriguez in the flesh at Sellers but there you go Um Heskif you're joining us next week Yep. Albert
3: think about it
1: think about it well look at that there was I don't think there was a single Watford reference so there was there was one sort of slight one but I left it I could I could have gone deeper but for your birthday happy birthday for yeah, Sunday to yourself. <laughs> all right on that note then we'll say goodbye speak to you next week and until then up the palace
0: it's the 90th minute all your mates around You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods